Hello, I'm Sarah. I'm Lorna. And this is Never Seen The Godfather, a podcast where we watch movies that maybe one of us has seen, one of us hasn't seen, and we discuss it. And today we are watching Meet Me in St. Louis. A 1994 film that has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's a film that I'd never seen. And a film that I had seen several times. Sarah, would you kindly give us a little one-liner on what it's about and then let us know what you thought it would be about? I'm going to do that, but I'm going to reverse it. I'm going to tell you what yeah, I thought it was about. Yeah, that sounds much better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it was actually about. This is something I record, recorded. Uh, I know, see if you can guess where I was when I recorded this. Okay, here's what I thought it was about. So for Meet Me in St. Louis, um, so when we like talked about this concept, <laughs> someone saying what they think the film's about, I was imagining like just films that I like knew of, just things they covered in like Simpsons episodes. I have no idea what this is about. I thought it was in black and white until I looked it up to see where I could watch it and saw that it's actually in colour. Um, Judy Garland's in it. I only know because we talked about it. Um, I assume it's set in St. Louis, which is in Missouri, I believe. Um, and I think it's a musical. Um, and that's really all I know. And they wear like really colorful costumes. And it's probably one that's set before it was made, kind of like Singing in the Rain, where it kind of pretended that I knew that's what was going on but I actually didn't um, so yeah I yeah, I have no idea I'm sorry Lorna I'm excited to watch it can I guess um, where you were? <laughs> sure guess where I was <laughs> I guess that you were in bed I was in bed yeah! I recorded that What's on my mean? phone I was very tired Um. Yeah, so that's what I thought it was about. What it was actually about, according to my good friend IMDb, young love and childish fears highlight a year in the life of a turn-of-the-century family. I feel like all that's missing is just like a wealthy family. Wealthy family. It's a musical. They sing songs as though it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you if you don't like musicals, definitely don't watch this one. Yeah, because I'm fond of a I'm fond of a musical, but I found the musical elements <laughs> of this one a little challenging. <laughs> so we talked about this. This is our third attempt to record this episode. We've had a lot mm-hmm. of technical mm-hmm. issues. We talked about one of our previous attempts. We were comparing this to like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because like the cars remind me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Then like the grandfatherly character reminds me of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, where he's kind of a bit zany. He's on his own buzz. And then he's like into war, I guess. But as you were saying, we did do a little attempt at this before and I was comparing it to several other musicals from sort of the same time. One of them being Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Seven Brides for the Seven Brothers. And then yesterday I realised Easter Parade was also one that I was comparing it to that I think I've only seen once. Um, They're sort of all very quaint and I think this one is is quite quaint and cozy and it's not very it's not very dramatic there's nothing very yes. taxing about this film yeah because this was made during the war during the second world war it, ca- it came out in 1944 
So, yeah, I was wondering, like, if at that time there was, like, a real, like, want for the really sweet kind of low stakes films. Yeah. Um, Because there's no real, I don't know, even when the characters are sad, I don't. Oh, it doesn't seem like that big an issue <laughs> ever. Actually, <laughs> so when this came out, it was like it, it critically acclaimed. People loved it. Um, mm. And it's probably because it did come out before World War II ended. And yes. there was an appetite for that sort of cozy, mm. romantic almost, um, not difficult film. It also was based on, you probably know this, it's based it's- on stories that were yeah they were published in yeah. the new yorker as um vin- vignettes is that the correct yes i How think to so say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah one for each season and then she extended it for one for each month i think um and then it was turned into a film i think that was only maybe two years before i want to say it was 42 it was published in the new yorker and it must have done well i'd actually love to read the original stories yeah because it's it was sally benson wrote yes. it and then her, I think her nickname was Tootie, but like in terms of characters in the film, she would have been like where Margaret, or not Margaret, Agnes, <laughs> Agnes stands. <laughs> um, yeah, she worked quite closely with uh, Vincente Minelli or Vincent Minelli, mm. however you want to say it. Um, they worked closely together on it because he was very detail oriented. He was the reason that Judy Garland agreed to do the film. Yeah, so Judy Garland was, she's in this, she's brilliant in it. She, I think she's the top build actor in it. Um, she was 21 when she was cast. And then, much to my surprise, about half an hour into the movie, I realised that she was playing a teenager, her and her sister were teenagers. It takes- it takes so long to realize that they're teenagers. Yeah. It's like it's like two thirds into the film before you're like, yeah, oh, you're in school. You never go to school, but you're in school. Yeah, it's it's literally they're like, oh, she's in her senior year in high school. I was like, she is. Um, I know. I yeah. Know. So that. Yeah. So she did basically. Judy Garland didn't want to play a teenager again, and she had this real clean, like girl next door image, which I did look up the term, and it's very much like non-glamorous non-threatening beautiful but approachable attainable it's kind of a phrase used that and then it can be used for like men as well for like boy next door um so she kind of had this real image about her and she was just like i'm 21 i'm uh married possibly on the brink of divorce i don't want to play another teenager um and then uh vincent minnelli uh, convinced her and like she ended up falling in love with the script but he really changed her image in this so he got a makeup artist to work with her and like you can see in this she's got like her hair's done she's got like the red lip uh, she's got like fake lashes so it's really highlighting like her brown eyes Um, her brows are done and if you look at pictures of her in this movie compared to Wizard of Oz like she is like five years older but she does look very different like just very much more done up <laughs> And then her and Manelli ended up getting married. And part of it was, it was like the first time she felt beautiful. She felt beautiful on screen and she felt glamorous. And he kind of bought that out of her. And she was, um, yeah, and just was nice. I guess it was like, 
I'm repeating a lot of the stuff I've said before, so it doesn't feel organic. <laughs> like it's, it's not okay. like I'm coming up with it off the top of my head. I know, I know it's wild, but we'll get like I think we'll get as well to a point where we will actually be on new points. And then boy next door. Oh, I feel like I've skipped slightly, but it, it's the first time we hear her sing. Oh, yeah, sorry. The song is called Boy Next Door. Yeah, yes. it's Boy Next Door. Now, there's not very much to the song. It's not a very long one. Yeah. I have forgotten it. Uh, but yeah. hearing her sing, I was like, God, she is a really good singer. Um, yeah, she is amazing. And just, I am obsessed with costumes, but I was having a little look at like why it sort of did so well as well. And it was such a bright, it is such a bright, colourful film. Mm. Um that I think people were like, wow, look at this amazing colour feature. What do they call mm. Technicolor. Um, so I think that probably had an impact on how well it did. And I know I said this to you <laughs> yesterday, but I'm not sure I know many people who will have actually seen this film. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. It's one that seems to be referenced a lot. Mm. And it's probably important to in the cinema, but I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, I mean, I think where it stands in history, I think, like you were saying, if it, if it came out at a time where people really needed a comfort film, um, I think it sort of stands out in that way. Our opening scene is the song, which is Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, yeah. Fair. It was very jarring and very scary when she started this singing. This is so... Because I actually find out, I was like, yes, they go straight into one of the best songs in this film. Um, we obviously have slightly different opinions on this film. And then the granddad joins in on the song. And the only thing that I didn't realize was that he just makes up words. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah he just sings like, he doesn't sing the right lyrics. Maybe they are because he's singing them. But I was like, that's not the words. You're singing it wrong. <laughs> That's why he's singing Granddad. It was the real, like, the Granddad was the real, like, daughtery, like, old Granddad who, I don't know, he just kind of, he was just there. He wasn't really, like. This is so funny because I found him, I found him, like, every line he said, I was like, yes, that was worthwhile. I needed that. Thank you really? for saying that. Yeah, okay. 100%. I was like, yes. Mm. Yeah, because one of the only line I really remember is when he's talking about the guns he has in his room, which is like yeah. a comedy line. Yeah. 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 How many guns was it again? <laughs> 12. He has 12, 12 guns. guns. He's 12 in guns room. in his room. And guns are not funny, but I think he makes them funny. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's, that's where we stand yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear yeah. it. Um, it's like the family in the kitchen. Also, Alonzo, who's the brother, I like didn't notice him for ages. He like comes in. I thought that was the dad. Because it's like, it's a 1940s film. So they're all young actors, but they all just look old. Yeah, um, we, we skipped over them trying to have dinner early. Yeah. So that's pretty much how the film starts. Uh, mm-hmm. Esther. Judy Garland's character's name that I found out about three quarters of the way in comes into the kitchen. They're trying to make soup. It's a Mm -hmm. comedy moment, I think, of how the soup tastes. And she says, Katie, I want to have an earlier dinner. She like tricks Katie, who's their, uh, what did we decide to call her? Housekeeper. Housekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, into convincing her mother, Anna, to have an earlier dinner um, so that her sister, Rose, can get a long distance phone call from her boyfriend who's off in college who they think is going to propose to Rose. Yes. Um, and then before we get to the dinner, we have a mm-hmm. moment in the ice wagon. Do you remember? This? Yes. Yes. With we, we meet Tootie for the first time. <laughs> the standout star of this film. We meet. Yeah. We meet Tootie for the first time. Tootie, who's five years old, she mentions at one point. She's five. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, love Agnes her so is much. about eight, I would say. Yeah. Agnes is great as well. I do like Agnes, but Tootie, like, I feel like it's her film. Yeah. It. Yeah. It really is. She's really. <laughs> she's, I don't know. The thing with Tootie is, um. There's like a plot going on with like the sisters and they're like, they have their love interests and they've got that thing going on. And then Tootie um, also has her thing going on. She's a kind of weird and dark little child. So dark. So dark. And she just kind of says these mad things. Um, But she like has her own stakes and her own wants within the film um, and she doesn't really care what her sisters are up to no yeah so I think I was thinking about this when I first watched this film I, I don't think I could have been much older than her um, oh. yeah which means I'm not sure yeah. my interest in the film would have been Judy Garland at all I think I probably, probably would have been Tootie yeah they're the bits I remembered because I know mm. you've heard this already but when I I watched it on loop on DVD, basically. When I was going to sleep, that would be one of the few films that I owned and I would put it on and I would fall asleep and I would just wake up at different points. Um, but I didn't really remember the plot, except the bits I did remember, like a little bit later on, the Halloween scene, I remembered that, are the bits with Tootie. Um, yeah. Because I think they're the best, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing and she, with... Yeah. The thing with this film as well, with the plot, is it takes a long time to get to the plot. <laughs> what plot? I was like half an hour, 40 minutes in, and I was like, what is this movie about? Um, but you do get there. Well, actually, I am not sure you ever really get there, because when <laughs> later on, when Tootie gets injured, I was like, oh, that must be the plot. And then that's not the plot at all. I was like, oh, no, never mind. Yeah. There's no, like, what do they call it? An inciting, is it an inci- inciting incident? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure out. I was <laughs> like, what? Because it's not even like John moving in next door. Like, that happens pre-film. Yeah. Um, Alonso's going off to college, but that doesn't really is he start anything. Yeah, he goes off to Princeton. Oh, I can't wait for us to get to that party. Actually, um, <laughs> yeah, two hours of film to go before that. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. I think it's when it's on the ice truck as well. Just to go back to that. Tootie has a line that was like just so sweet. Where she was like talking about how St. Louis was a city. Also, sorry, they talk about St. Louis versus St. Louis. So I actually don't know which one it is. I think it's like, I think it's St. Louis in real life, but I always thought it was St. Louis until I watched that scene again and was like, oh, are we just. Because the song is Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. But then Tootie and Esther both call it St. Louis. 
Aster. Yeah, Esther at the end is like calling it St. Louis. She's like, aren't we so, like the last line is like, aren't we so lucky to be in St. Louis? Oh. I was like, oh. Was also, like, Tootie, like, she's like, no, it's not St. Louis, it's St. Louis. And I'm like, well, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. And the ice van driver is like, also like, well, I've been saying it wrong this whole time as well. <laughs> Sorry, Demi, saw that my chair just got lower. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Tushi says smaller now. Yeah, she's closer to Tushi. She says when they're on the ice van, she's talking about it, um, and she says, "Oh, what? Did, oh, I saw it there a second ago." But she says something like, "Aren't I so lucky to have been born in my favorite city?" It's like that's so cute. You're five. You haven't been to another city. She is very cute. And then she also in the same scene talks about her doll having four fatal diseases and that she's yes. going to have a beautiful funeral in the cigar mm. box her father gave her. Yes. What's that word? I'm actually not going to embarrass myself by trying to say it, but it's really dark. <laughs> Was it the word? Is it the one that begins with M? Is that the yes. one you're thinking of? Yes, yes. I know the one you mean, but I also yeah. am afraid that I don't and know so how to say it. It's the kind of word that I'd read. Yeah, but it's like, I feel like people say like, oh, very macabre. And I didn't, I don't want to say that in a genuine way. (laughs) So (laughs) only say we all know what you mean. (laughs) But yeah, but she's saying that. But then it also, I I can't remember how soon after it is, but she's buried a lot of her her dolls and her teddies and stuff. She's got like a little graveyard. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then later on, she talks about having to dig them up, which we'll get to. Um. But and then also, sorry, she says to her dad as well, she's like, oh, I had a funeral and buried that doll. I had a great afternoon. And then the dad's almost like, that's weird. <laughs> and then I think that's when he says, I remind me to spank you after dinner. Like, that was weird. That, that was, weird. was weird. Um. So the dad, we get we get into dinner. He goes up to have a bath. Oh, yeah. Everyone agrees to have dinner early because they think that Rose is going to be proposed to on the phone and they want to give her some privacy because the phone's in the dining room but the dad's the only one who doesn't know and then he comes home at 5.25 so did you they blame it on Katie the house the housekeeper and there's a yeah. fantastic line where they say a good housekeeper is now $12 a month and I was like oh dear god <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah <laughs> What's Katie getting paid? Has been so bad. <laughs> Again, it's a very sweet film. She's very much like part of the family. Like, and it's almost like yeah. she's like delighted to be there cooking dinner for them and like looking after them and not getting paid very well, apparently. Um, I, I was surprised yeah. she didn't have an Irish accent. I just expected her to have an Irish accent. Really? Yeah. yeah I was like, Katie, it just seems like she was going to be an Irish housekeeper because it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it is set in 1904. I don't know if we said that. Set in 1903. Oh, it's set in 1904. Yeah. Yeah. The dad falls down the stairs when he's on his way from his bath to the dinner, which has actually been pushed back, hasn't it? It gets so pushed the back. Dinner, yeah. So he arrives home 525. He's like, I'm going to go because it's the safe. He's like, it's really hot. And he's like, I'm going to go have a cold bath. And they're like, well, we're having dinner in five minutes. And he's like, no, we're having dinner (laughs) at half six. I'm going to go take a bath. And then they're all like 
sitting at the table. I think it's after half six by the time he arrives because they're like, it's well after half six and, and you know, the guy in New York hasn't called. And then I think it shows a clock and it's like one minute after half six and the, fa- and the father comes, uh, falls downstairs. It was something like that where I was like, it's not, okay, let's all relax. Um, enough with this punctuality that I don't believe in. <laughs> Sorry to get political. <laughs> I really didn't think this was a... a, a a difficult film at all. I didn't think it would offend you at all. <laughs> but clearly it has. Yeah. And that's okay. That's we're we're all okay with that. Um, um so the call, I'm sorry, but the call coming through. So she brings out the soup. It's quite funny. She takes the soup away. They clearly all burn their mouths, which must have hurt. She she dishes out the smallest bowl of soup I've ever seen. Um oh, yeah. and he's a really like strict like patriarch and he doesn't seem interested yeah. in what anyone's doing and everyone seems a little bit scared of him. Oh god, they're rushing through to try get everyone ever and also he like sits down and he's like, now we're gonna have a lovely, leisurely slow dinner. And then of course he says oh, that definitely. to Tusi at the start of dinner. Remind to spank you after dinner. But he kind of says it in a good humored way, which is kind of weird. And then everyone's sad yeah. and quiet. I don't know if it lands well because he's actually like kind of intimidating and everyone's kind of afraid of him. So you're like, wait, is he actually yeah. gonna hit her? Yeah. Is this gonna be part of the story? And it's not. So I just yeah. I just kind of ignored it. Um Yeah. I was also struggling to catch his name because I kept calling him yeah. Lonnie, but they had like transatlantic accents. So they were like, I was like, is it Lonnie? Is it Lonnie? And then um I found out it's short for Alonzo, so it is just Lonnie. So it's like, um. the phone call comes through while they're all sitting at dinner, and I had yeah. several thoughts on this scene. I was like, "This is hilarious!" She's shouting down the phone; everyone can hear her and him. Yeah, think how yeah. how annoying it is when you're on a bus and someone is having a really loud phone call now. Like, imagine Not how now. annoying it was then. It's yeah. so much worse, and the signal yeah. dropping is annoying now. And must have been just chronically bad back then. Yeah. Yeah. Like why why we ever even continued with phones if it was that mm-hmm. irritating to make a phone call is remarkable. <laughs> we were like, let's stick with it. I think yeah, it's gonna like, get better. And we didn't know it was gonna get better. Yeah. <laughs> like us. Uh, <laughs> um and then I can't remember the plot after that. So I hope you can. Because, yeah, the phone call, because the whole thing, the phone call is Rose thinks she's going to get proposed to. Um, and he calls and he's like, isn't this amazing? It's so nice to hear your voice. And basically he calls, the dad picks up and he's like, no, I'm not expecting a call from New York and hangs up. And then they're like, that wasn't for you. Rose starts crying. He asks everyone if they knew that was, that call was coming in. They all say yes. And then there's a big, so a big deal about it they're like you just ruined your chance of getting married and then the phone immediately goes again so it's actually fine it was a very dramatic yeah reaction from everyone yeah yeah and then she's on the phone rose on the phone she's shouting down and she's kind of inching for a proposal she's like mm, oh anything you want to ask anything you want to talk about he's like no this contraption's amazing um and they can't hear each other but with that scene in particular, I loved how the way it was so funny, just the way everyone was around the table. So it was like before with the dad, like trying to 
get them to eat quickly or to calm down or to not use the phone the way they're all leaning and listening and all this. And then it's again with her on the phone and they're all like sitting around. Judy Garland moves seat so that it's like the whole shot looks a bit nicer. And then when Rose hangs up the phone, she moves back to her seat. I noticed that. Um, but yeah, it's just even, yeah, even just watch it's like the way they all move their heads. There's one bit where the dad's standing up, I think. Uh, he's got his back to them and they're all looking at him. And then as he yeah. turns around, they all just at the same time look the other way. And um, so like those, it's just really synchronized. It's just really nice. Um, but yeah, that whole scene. Anyway, your man doesn't propose. And then they're all like, he's a bit of an idiot. Because earlier she was like, I don't really care if he proposes or not. And like, because Esther thinks it's the biggest deal ever. Um, Esther's a little bit younger, I think, which I yeah. feel like... And Rose, that's when Rose is like, you know, not everything's about boys. Yeah. Oh, and then they go, it's also pre-dinner, they go to look at John Tui. Is that his name? Truitt. Truitt. <laughs> John Truitt. Way, way off. Um, it's it's not go, an easy name for us. No. We don't have, like, I don't know any Truitts. Like, it's it's not a common name. No. But, um, yeah, they go and sit outside just to watch him from the porch and they just go and try to act real casual um, yeah. which we talked about in the last recording that was I know and we said some really interesting stuff it's it was, we did but nice I don't was, know if I want to do it again it, it was, was the most insightful conversation we've ever had <laughs> but it was just um I think the crux of it was like when you fancy someone you just kind of do anything to just be near them and make it look normal yeah and be like, oh, and I'm going to go normal. sit on the porch because I want to do it. And then you just go sit on the porch and stare at him and not talk. And anytime he looks over, you look away and he just he just leaves. And then you're like, wow, that was amazing. Like, we've all been it there. Is. We've all been there, I think, as a, I want to say as a teenage girl. But I mean, even as an adult girl, I've definitely been like, I'm move closer to this person. Yeah. Um, so we have our love interest for Esther. And she's desperate for her sister to marry her long-term boyfriend who's moved to college in New York. He did not propose. And we never see him again. But we do have a letter, don't we? That letter was him, wasn't it? Maybe. He definitely says at the end of the phone call, he's like, I'll write to you. She's like, you can write if you want. (laughs) I think he just writes to be like, I'm having a great time. Yeah. It's like, good for you. Um, I hope he's not mm. Warren. If he's Warren, then we have the plot all wrong. I know. Let me just check. I have the Wikipedia open here. Yeah, dude. Let me uh, just check. Yeah, it is Warren. Warren Sheffield. Yes. So this is what I thought. So it's Warren. And then he comes back to St. Louis for the Christmas fair. So it is Warren at the end. So yeah, Warren's just a bit of an Egypt at the the start. Well, that makes for an even better plot than I thought. Yeah, because it connects. It's not a different guy because there is a different guy somewhere in the middle, but he's a little bit older than Warren. Warren's mm. like 21. This guy's I like trust I don't know, him. 30 or something. I don't really trust him either. No, I um, don't know why. He was too old. <laughs> yeah. For Rose. Um, yeah. God. Um, um, so she says after the dinner, oh my God, after the dinner, is this when she's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to, they're getting ready for a party. And she's like, I'm going to kiss John Truett. Esther says she's going to kiss John Truett, which again, we've all been there. You're like, I'm going to kiss 
this person I like at this party. And then you're actually at the party and get absolutely nowhere near doing that. I thought you were going to say you get absolutely plastered. I was like, like, this isn't that kind of film. Not that kind of film. Well, no, yeah, you get nowhere near. Yeah, you get no. You're like, guys, it's going to happen tonight. And then you just like don't even talk to them the whole night. because You're so <laughs> nervous then. Um, So she's like, I'm going to kiss John Truett. So they're having a party because it's Alonzo's going to college. Um, so it's his going away. party. Oh, good. Spot. Yeah. So there's there's a shot of like the invitation. But again, I still had no idea what was going on. I didn't know that Alonso was one of the sons. I oh. or the only son. I think the and the I think the the invitation they showed was addressed to John Truett. So still trying to figure out who everyone was. Um, but yes, they have a party. Um, people arrive. There's like a girl who comes in. I'm really obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her outfit. I don't know. I don't know why. I was watching this scene. I was like, I'm not going to write anything down about her. And then I was like, I actually have to because I just felt really connected to her and I don't know why. But she's in this like lovely like pastel colored like outfit and it's kind of lacy. And then she's got these glasses. She, she looks a bit nerdy. But <laughs> I think that her introduction is like Esther is like, hello. Oh, and you bought your violin. And then she just moves on. And I was like, why does she have her violin just in a case with her? That's really funny. Um... But yeah, I... I no memory of this girl. Oh my God. I couldn't take my eyes off her. And she's going to come up at the end of this party scene and I'll tell you exactly where she is. But she kept like... Because I kept being like, oh, great background actor. But she kept popping up in shots. I was delighted. I kept seeing her. Um, Alonso plays what I think is a lute at one point. A lute or a liar. What's that Alonso? Alonso, yeah. I think it's a lute. Yeah. And then... Um, I wrote down, I addressed a question to you directly. Oh, I love I it. Said, For me? I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, Lorna, what are yeah. these songs? <gasps> I can't remember what they were. But they okay, were before, before you go to the songs, I just want to say that this was the first time we had the whole group of like young people. So technically these are like society going Americans. They're not, yeah. you know, your average people. Let's be mm. honest, they're quite wealthy. Yeah. I wondered if the more frills your dress had, the more money you had, because there were <gasps> so many extravagant dresses and, and they were all beautiful colors. And I was so yeah. excited. And they were ridiculous. Like, yeah. even now, when you see, like, uh, you know, Oscar dresses or Met Gala mm. dresses, they are not as ridiculous as the dresses in this film. Yeah. They're not even close. And everyone was wearing one as well. There was like yeah. layers and layers and layers of dress. And it's really hot. It's Isn't really it? hot. It's it's like the south <laughs> in the summertime. In summer. yeah. yeah. They're wearing it. And hats. Everyone had a hat. I loved it. Yeah. I think we should all oh wear my hats God. now. Yeah. Like John had a hat. We'll talk about that actually when he's leaving in his hat. So you I want well, to yeah. know about so Tootie and what? Agnes come down, they escape from bed and they do a little yeah. number and then Tootie and Esther do a little number and Tootie steals the show because she's just being a yes. funny kid being like, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, so, I'm drunk. Yeah, because they sing. Oh yeah, they sing Skip 22. Tootie then is like, I'm drunk, I'm drunk, I'm drunk. It's all very cute. And then Alonso is like teaching her things to say that are kind of outrageous 
and Esther's getting real mad. And then they do a cakewalk, and I don't, I still don't really know what a cakewalk is, but I guess it's what they did. Um, but there's Esther and Tutti are doing this cakewalk, and it was actually I really liked it because it's very accurate of trying to do a performance like with your sibling or like your cousin or something <laughs> at a family event where they were like setting up and I was like, okay, we'll put these over here. Okay. Okay. And then it's like, just as it's about to start, you can see like Esther's like, Tudy, you go this side. And Tudy's like, no, 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 I'm going to go over this side. And she's like, okay, okay, fine. Then we'll figure it out. And then Esther goes over and she's like, get behind the curtain. <laughs> like all this. So like the setting up is so accurate. And like, you've got like the younger sibling and you're just bossing them around. Um, were you uh, like yeah. the Van Traps? Were you like the O'Sullivans? Did you guys all perform <laughs> together? Please say no. Absolutely <laughs> not. 100% no. Um, yeah, we used to... Yeah, no, we didn't perform together. Sometimes we do. We used to do poems. Um, okay, so yeah, I know that we never did. Um, it just wasn't something we did. But my mom always talks about how like... And she's obviously not from 1904, but that party pieces were a huge thing that like everyone's kids yeah. had to have either a song or a dance or a poem or something. We used to do party pieces, but I don't know if anyone wanted them. <laughs> we just wanted to do them. <laughs> no, Sarah, by the early noughties, nobody wanted your party pieces. <laughs> I just have to force people to watch me say the same poem over and over. Oh, God. Um, I don't know mm. how to discuss the song that comes after the drunk one. I don't know. Is this under the bamboo tree? Is this the one where they do the cakewalk? Yeah. Did you read the lyrics? No. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. Don't know. Did not age well. Is it it didn't really. It doesn't really age too badly it just doesn't age fantastically and I think if you look at it in the mm. context of the time the film came out it's fine yeah it's just it's not something it's a bit like um you know we are Siamese if we please the uh oh yeah from a it, it just yeah it's actually not even as probably as bad as that one mm. um but like the film is is extremely white and extremely American there isn't even yeah. any black background actors like it's not no. You know, but it's very much reflective of the 40s. So mm. that's just the way you have to look at yeah. it. Um, but like you said, Esther with 2D in this is wonderful. She's constantly looking at her as well. She's constantly making yeah. sure that she, she is in time with her as they're doing their dance. Um, yeah. I don't remember either of these songs. They are very yeah. good. They're very yeah. good together. I feel as well like maybe this was Tootie's big musical number in this film. I don't think she mm. does another one. And I feel like yeah. she's genuinely the actress looks to be enjoying herself. And yeah. It kind of felt very real. Like Judy Garland was actually looking out for Margaret O'Brien rather than it being yeah. a performance. You know, because yeah. it's a room full of adults as well. Um, yeah. And she's yeah. very little. I was also reading a bit about um at this time Judy Garland was well, I think it was like the peak of like it was the peak of her pressures, but it was pretty intense where she was like up all night recording music or something, and then she would come into set and she would be like tired and she was taking like amphetamines and sleeping pills and things like that. And the person who played her mother thought she was a bit of a diva. Because she would like keep people waiting on set. She'd arrive late. She'd like all this. And she said like years later, she was like, 
I didn't really realize what she was going through at the time. I thought she was just getting too big for her boots. So it's nice to have this moment where it seems like she's looking out because she was a child star. So it's like she's looking out for another yeah. child star. Um and help. It does. Her out. It, yeah. Yeah. It feels like quite a nice like song that doesn't age well aside. It is like a lovely scene between two actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, playing siblings. And there is like yeah. And there is like care there and there's camaraderie. And maybe they're just two excellent actors maybe they are maybe they are but it comes (laughs) across like that um and then uh, at the end of the party everyone's leaving at the same time Mm -hmm. and alonso goes up to um his sisters and he's like i'm gonna walk eve home and guess who eve is my friend no. with the violin. I was over the moon. I was like, her name is Eve. Alonzo's walking her home. Amazing. She's important. Um, she's important. I think she doesn't come back after that. But I had a great time. Um, and then so they leave. And then John. What's his name? Truett. Truett. John Tully again. John Truett is like... Um, Where's my hat? And then for some reason, it's like in the pantry with a bunch of raisins. I don't know why. Because she she stole it so that she would have to give him his hat back. She's just really, she is in control of this new relationship that she wants. I I admire her. I would never have been that cheeky. (laughs) I really admire her for it. And then she like gives him the hat. And then Rose is like, oh, she's like I'll walk him to the door they're beside the door and then Rose is like oh well we don't we better come to bed because Rose doesn't really approve of her trying to kiss him no she's like the she older thinks... sibling looking out for a younger sibling there I suppose yeah it's a little like puritanical as well because I think she's just like oh you'd be ruined if you just kiss some random guy yeah good girls don't let men kiss them before they're engaged <laughs> Right. That is a direct Rose quote. That's a direct quote. <laughs> he's got to, if he wants a kiss, he's got to put a ring on it. You know? <laughs> an um, expensive kiss. An expensive kiss. But they, then uh, he's about to leave. And then Esther's like, oh, will you help me turn off all the lights? It just it yeah. gets a bit, okay, but sca- I'm scared of mice. I just don't like. So then I really like this scene. Mm. They're turning off all the lights together I was very interested in how all the lights worked because it's very different to now and I liked that it happens a few times in this they really take their time with what's going on and there is kind of a build and tension where he's just you're just you literally just watch them walk around and turn off the lights and sometimes there's like a big dial on the light that like turns them all off sometimes they have to go one by one um it was really enjoyable to watch. And then she's just kind of getting more and more like, ooh, and then he's kind of getting, it's getting a little more romantic. Um, but they don't kiss. It is quite a romantic quite a scene, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. It was yeah. felt completely new to me. They don't kiss in the scene, but they, is this where, she, where she's like, oh, I better get these last two lights as well. And he's like, what about your parents when they come home? And she's like, they'll be fine and then he leaves and she turns them straight back on again yeah <laughs> oh, I love God. that I feel like that's yeah. very again very like relatable if you 
like someone and you're like, hmm, yeah, I need I need a reason to do this, but it's not true. I just need them to think that this is what has to happen. Yeah. To create the atmosphere that actually it doesn't have to happen at all. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. It's very sweet. And I think that's when John Truett kind of for the first time notices Esther. And he's like, oh, okay. So at this point in the film, my DVD started to skip and I had to keep... Yeah, I know. It turns out it's really old. So I had to keep... Next next is the trolley song. Well, this is why I was so sad. It did not. Don't worry. So I had to... Keep pressing open and close and open and close. So, like, I know it's a really romantic scene, but I didn't quite get as much romance. I was like, this okay. would be great if it would play all the way through. And yeah. I wasn't sure if they had kissed or not. So, we're coming to the trolley song now. And they are like on a trolley, or they're about to get on a trolley. There's those people from the town, and John hasn't arrived. So Esther's like, we should probably wait. And then everyone's like, come on, too bad for anyone who's not here. Oh, they keep talking about the World Fair. Mm-hmm. That's just something I should just drop in because it'll come up later. Um, but yeah, they get on and then they start singing the trolley song. And I think I said, I, in my thing of what I think it's about, I was like, maybe they reference, I thought they were going to reference it on The Simpsons at some point, like I'd know something about the film. This is song in the Simpsons Marge sings it oh no I thought Marge sang it but it's actually sung twice once by Martin Prince and then once by Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell um Homer and Bart are on a space it's a Treehouse of Horror episode they're on like a <gasps> spaceship yeah they're on like a spaceship going into the sun and then um Rosie yeah. O'Donnell's there played by someone else and she's like now time for some entertainment ring 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 with the trolley and then Homer's yeah. like oh my god and Bart's like don't worry dad we'll be dead soon we're flying into yeah. the sun. and Homer's like not soon enough and he hits an eject button and then they fly out into space and die I think so maybe what you're hearing there Simpsons <laughs> knowledge of the trolley song don't want to listen to the song it's, it's actually a good really annoying song. I love so, it I looked up this, I was reading about this song and um, seemingly they wrote like three or four songs for that scene and none of them were working. And then they found, uh, the songwriters found a picture of like um, the trolley car that that they used to have in St. Louis. And it was like, clang, 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 the trolley's heading away or something. Didn't say the trolley's heading away, but it did say clang, clang, clang. So then they (laughs) wrote the trolley song. And then Minnelli was like, that's the one. And I think Judy Garland did it in one take. No. I think she did. I think I read that. It's such a good song. There's a lot happening in it as well, actually. Um, There's a lot happening. There's a lot of movement, I mean. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of acting, actually, from everyone around um, Judy. Do you think I can just call her Judy now? Sure. I wonder. We're mates. <laughs> See, because I adore the trolley song. Um, yeah. That one I did remember, like where I didn't remember Under the Bamboo Tree and I didn't remember uh, 2D singing her drunk song. Yeah. I did. The trolley song, Meet Me in St. Louis, I do remember. Uh, I think uh, the song was nominated for an Oscar. I don't think it won, but I think it was nominated for Best Original Song. 
There's been a lot of like mixed songs that have been like, do I think it should have won? Not sure, really, to be honest. But like, there's a lot yeah. of songs nominated for Oscars and I'm like, I don't like it, but I love the Charlie song, but I don't think it should have yeah. won. So I'm yeah. happy with this information. Um, it kind of, it, this one and Meet Me in St. Louis, Meet Me at the Fair, like honestly bump into my head all the time. Yeah. All the time. Quite all frustratingly, time. I could just be like, oh the, yeah. Yeah. The trolley song is really catchy mm. and it is a really good scene. It's just like, I guess it became such a ubiquitous song in America. And then it's also such a symbol of that, like really over the top, nice, innocent kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. really easily parodied because it was probably yes. overused. And it's, um, yeah. And that doesn't take away the scene itself is very good. So don't knock the trolley song till you try it. No, I love it. Watch the scene, and the scene's great. Judy Garland is such a star; she's amazing. John makes it onto the trolley during the song. He like chases after it and hops on, and she finishes the song. And he's sitting beside her, and she doesn't see him. And then she turns and sees him, and then she like turns away, and then she's like, then she's feeling really awkward because she's just been singing about him, and then she's like, oh my god, he's here. Oh. You ever wonder when you're watching musicals, like, are they supposed to know that they're all singing? Or like, is it just as if they're all talking? Like, is the singing, like, does John know she's been singing about him? Or does John know that she's been talking about him? I often wonder. (laughs) You know what? I think John just doesn't really know what's going on, to be honest. (laughs) John, he makes it onto the trolley, but like it's kind of it feels like the song or the scene is more about the trolley song than it is about their yeah relationship. I'm not super 100%. invested in them as a couple. I think I think I'm just here for the trolley song in this yeah. scene in particular. Yeah, because um, I knew their relationship wasn't going to advance in the scene, just based on where we'd left it, where we were. I think I just kind of was like, this isn't the one. But then the trolley song, I was like. This Spire. might be the one. <laughs> this might be the one. <laughs> Who needs men when you have the trolley song? <laughs> I did notice um, they all had regular... I like this. I like this in some of the older films that we've watched. That I Well, this was my initial thought and then I did some research. But they all have regular teeth. Like they're white. Like Judy Garland's yeah. teeth, are, teeth are white, but they're fairly normal looking teeth. Mm. Except then I read that she actually had to wear special teeth when she was filming different films before this. So I don't know if her teeth are real, but the background actors' teeth they have to be real. Yeah. Um. But yeah. And I, I really, I like people having their own teeth. I think it's important. Yeah. I wish we all still had our own teeth, you know? Because the thing with that, like movie teeth, the like really yeah. like straight white like um just perfect like veneers almost they look good on film if you see someone in real life with those it's it's quite jarring terrifying yeah um i also noticed from this that the actors in this scene in particular all seem to have very different faces like everyone was quite Mm. unique looking it wasn't like the, the you know sometimes i think they're like quite regular similar looking and plain background actors but these ones were mm. quite animated yeah yeah enjoyed it they were all fairly distinct and there were some that like came back now and then so like there was a guy at the party who um esther was dancing with because i guess she was too scared to approach john and it was this guy with dark hair and glasses and then he comes back when just before the trolley song 
he's the one who's like, well, if they're not here, like too bad. And I was like, it's the same guy. And I liked that Aww. consistency of like the community and the people around. I didn't see my friend again, but it might have been she might have been there and just in a different outfit. And I just didn't notice it she wasn't in as nice an outfit. Was she she's not the one that Alonso sort of ends up seeing at the dance, no. is she? Oh, no. that's so sad. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah, it would have been good. I would have been very happy. But who cares what I want? Anyway. <laughs> I um, care what you want. Thanks, Lorna. <laughs> Yay. Um, would you um would you be happy then to move on to the, the fun haunted Yeah mansion? Because yes. we go on to Yeah. Because it starts film starts summer nineteen oh three. And then yeah. it goes autumn nineteen oh three. And that's when I was like, Oh, I see what we're doing. So autumn goes straight to Halloween. Like no, See, I really no liked the there's it opens with this. I was like, oh my god, this haunted house, their house looks so haunted. I was like, are they not freaked out living there? And then I was like, oh yeah, shit, it's Halloween. That's exactly what they wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they wanted you to be like, like, yeah, they wanted you to be like, oh, what a scary house. And I, that's yeah. exactly what I did. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah it's Halloween. Um, because then we get the dolls' heads beside Agnes and Tootie. And they're so spooky. Yeah. And oh yeah. Sorry. The two girls are spreading rumors about the neighbors. I was like, wow, these are wildly inappropriate. Yeah. They were spreading rumors about a neighbor saying he'd like killed cats or something. But I wanted to tell you, Lorna, I was quite distracted. I didn't hear all the details of that story. I was really distracted by Rose's outfit because it was like she was wearing like a stripy tie or something like that with her dress and it really kind of took me out of the story about the cats really yeah because she was like it would cut to her she'd be like what and she was she this green top on and this like white striped tie that was really short yeah. and it well i was like this is a bad call we see this is the, for this whole movie i was distracted by their costumes because there was things like yeah. they wear like what was the the lace it wasn't lace mesh sort of gathering here i don't even know mm. what some of their costume pieces are called in this yeah. movie like i mm. i wouldn't like you know i wouldn't be like oh i'd love one of those cuz i don't know what it is at least i yeah. knew what a tie a tie is a half tie though i thought avril lavigne made them popular not you know yeah 1950s yeah. 1940s 1940s. musicals yeah Oh, it's, it's actually just... very similar to an Avril Lavigne tie. Yeah. I don't know, I didn't like it. I was distracted. You didn't I like thought... it at all. Yeah. I thought they were going to have, when they were talking about the neighbour, I was like, is this like a home alone moment? Where it turns out the neighbour is actually very kind. Not the case. But No, we it's actually weirder really... than that. We don't even like give him the time of day, really. But they... Tootie was like making me laugh so much. And then... They go outside. Oh, there's the tie. Avril Lavigne's tie. Yeah, it's, it's a quite similar actually to that. It's very similar. Yeah. <laughs> it's very similar. We found this so fast. Avril Lavigne. I just put it in Avril Lavigne tie and that's exactly what came up. <laughs> Amazing. She did, she did not make ties happen, it turns out. They were happening no. long before her. They were um, sorry. happening. The story yeah, about I, the neighbors is wild. Yeah, it's just like they—they they just say like he just he kills cats, 
And then he burns them in a fire and then he beats his wife with the poker. And I was like, what the hell? And And then Rose was like, ooh, spooky. Anyway, and I was like, (laughs) not be like, okay, chill out. Don't, um, those are just stories. I wouldn't be like, yeah, the neighbor is doing that. That's crazy. And she just keeps being like, are you sure? But they're not like normal stories. Do you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe these are the kind of stories that kids tell. I don't remember any myself. They're yeah. just quite extreme. Very extreme. Like, if I ever heard stories like that as a kid, there was never any specificity of who it was. It was never no. like, because I feel like if there was, it would be like, oh, someone better, like, call the police or something. Yeah. Yeah. But they just like, like huh, oh, okay. Like, huh. And like you said, Rose is like, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's crazy. So then um, they're all like, the granddad does a thing where he comes over to them and he's like, ooh. And then he's like, here's bags of flour to throw in people's faces when they answer the door for trick or treating. So I was yeah. like, okay. Well, I don't thank think God that did. tradition's changed. Yeah. They didn't do trick or treating, they just did tricking yeah and then but the granddad when he does the whole ooh, and then he comes over he's like oh here you go girls and they're like did you hear that noise and he was like oh was it like ooh? and they go yeah and he goes no i didn't hear it i love him i think he's great i know actually that made me laugh it was really he was so good because he's yeah it was really sweet and the girls are like so you know they're so confident and they're so like oh mm. we're great with all yeah. this scary stuff and then yeah. he just literally scares them in two seconds by making a noise behind them it's great yeah undermines their um confidence <laughs> and in themselves like yeah but they go so then we get the i love the scene outside i this bit of the movie i remember lorna i it's like what am I watching because I've been watching this movie about this like really wholesome family it's like oh I want to kiss him oh I don't know oh my god or maybe I'll get posted I'm not sure and then the kids go outside and there's children screaming throwing furniture in a bonfire all in their Halloween costumes and then they're all like we've killed eight people and I was like what is happening and then there was one little boy acting really tough but then halfway through the scene I realized he was in this really hilarious like drag he was yeah, kind of dressed as this like old like matronly woman including like like fake breasts like it was so weird yeah. and he was like you're just a baby and I was like you this is I just couldn't believe what I was it? seeing it was really yeah. wild mm-hmm. and Tootie's great and they're all like you're too little and she's like, no, I want to help. Oh, she's help. so cute. She's like, let me have a go. Let me have a go. Yeah. I want to do it. And then they they make her go to the scary neighbor who murders cat's house. Cats. Yes. And there's a really She's murdering cats. There's a really long like tracking shot. It's like on her face yeah. as she's walking towards the house. And you can see the bonfire behind her and the kids still throwing stuff in. And then kind of like she got, as she gets further away, that kind of fades like or they kind of move the camera so you can't see it anymore but her face it's like she fantastic. looks so scared but she's like really like resigned to doing it and then when she calls, <laughs> calls well just on the 
on the walking, they use really good music because at first when she's walking away from the fire, you're like, oh, she's she's going to be fine. It's kind of playful yeah. music. It's not like, you know, she's going to be OK, at least yeah. from the, you know, you, you know, she's going to be fine. And then it gets a little mm. bit more scary, but it's still not terrifying. And yeah. Then she calls to his house. Yeah. The Brockhursts. The Brockhursts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, he he took it like a champ. He did. So he like he opens the door. He's like, "What do you want?" And she's like, uh. "And he's like, what do you want?" And then she's like, <laughs> "I hate you." And she throws flour in his face. And then she drops. She screams and drops her bag of flour. She's so terrified, and she runs away. I thought he was gonna. I don't know what was gonna happen. I was like, "Is he gonna follow her?" It's going to turn out he's actually a very kind man. <laughs> Still waiting for a redemption arc. Um, is like, I don't know. I was like, is it going to turn she went to the wrong house? Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. But she goes back and then they're like, you're the bravest of all of us. You're our new leader. And she's like, yeah. let's throw stuff on the fire. <laughs> she is crazy. Um, and I love her for it. I'm still yeah. I'm reading a, a Victorian um gothic novel at the moment and I Ooh. but like Fair. I was just checking so the reason it was actually quite common to just trick um at Halloween but they also would target the neighborhood grump who was usually a man. Oh uh, yeah. So he would have expected this and yeah uh, flower was quite regular as well and apparently communities were smaller so everyone knew their neighbors much better so like him not like retaliating in any ways would have been perfectly normal yeah it sounds really strange though when you say that out loud it's like yes yeah. you have permission to go to yeah. your neighbors at or flower at your neighbors that you yeah like. yeah gosh like um, i'd be really annoyed if someone did that now but like I don't know, but I wouldn't chase them. <laughs> try. I mean, what? Ha, what do you? What happens if you chase them? Like, and you catch them? Yeah, I have no idea. What do you? Do you just throw fire back? Apologize. Don't do that again. Tell me you're sorry. Go back in time and don't do that. Yeah. I was honestly looking at the, again the costumes of these children. The, the obviously the difference between their costumes and like what we do now was terrifying. I was like, if kids dressed up the way they yeah. dress up in this film, I'd be so freaked out. It'd be so scary. They're just so like yeah. disjointed and everything. Like the drag one yeah. was totally fine. The whole thing with the fire <laughs> and the kids being like, because they were like, have fun. The parents are like, have fun, have a nice night. And then they go outside and it's like anarchy. It was crazy. Yeah, It's not what I expected yeah. at all. I expected another wholesome holiday. But then, so after Tootie does that and then they're like, she's our new leader. And it's like, yay. Then uh, Rose gets dropped home by the older man with all the ice cream. And she invites him in and he says no, which is fine. Not Warren. Not Warren. And then she's in, she's talking to Esther about it and that's all fine and then they hear a scream I don't know how they hear it and then yeah, Esther they all just finds know it. it's Tootie they'll, I was they'll like, know it's Tootie straight away I was like that sounds like any screaming child yeah. Um, so they yeah so they find her and she's basically her face is all bloody I, I, I was like 
I did write at this point, what is going on? She's like, her face is all bloody. She's like, has a tooth about to fall out. She's really upset. And um, basically there was like a thing where it's like a, a car hit her or someone hit her or something like that. Like they weren't sure what had happened. A streetcar. A streetcar. And then she says, the doctor comes in and he's like, okay, well, you'll need some stitches. And this tooth's coming out. And then, um, but she tells Esther, like, John did it. John Truist did it. So then they're like, what? And she's like, yeah, he like hit me and all this. And then I bit him and like, whatever. And then Esther goes over to John. At this point, I thought that that was the plot. Like I was like, oh my God, this is the plot line. I was like, this is it. We have it. John hit Hootie. And then I was like, I don't remember that. It was weird. Because I was like, John did what? What happened? They kept saying loathe, hate, and abominate. But uh, yeah, Esther goes over to him, his house. And he's like, oh, hey, Esther. And she's like, I loathe, hate, and abominate a bully. And like, she starts punching him and he's like trying to hold her back. And then she's like hitting him. She bites his hand. She's like giving out to him for hitting Tootie. She's like, how could you hit a five-year-old girl? Which, fair. Yeah. Fair question. Um. And then he's like, let me, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, no, no, no. And then she runs off. And then it turns out that... Um, Agnes comes in and... Agnes comes in. Yeah. And they they made a fake body that looked like a woman. And they lay it on the, like, tram tracks, I guess. Yeah. So then the trolley had to come to an emergency stop because they thought they were going to hit someone. They thought um, there was a dead body on the track. They thought there was a dead body. This yeah, is such a it. dark prank. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Crazy. And then they were like, oh my God, you could have killed the people on that trolley if they'd braked too hard and people fell off. Or Oh, they wanted it to come off the tracks. And they were like, if it came off the tracks, people probably would have died. So that's that's really messed up. And then, um, and then basically John had found... Tootie and the police were there being like who did this so he pulled Tootie into an alley so the police wouldn't find her but then mm-hmm. she started I don't know but then I still don't know what happened like she started hitting him and then he no, so they, hit her they like I don't to, yeah she tried he tried to put the her and Agnes into a shed because the police were going to come because okay. there was something on the track and they were nearby and he knew that she had done it that they had hmm. done it so he was trying to protect them and then they didn't want to go into the shed which makes sense because it's a shed and then <laughs> I mean and then in the scuffle of you know hiding in, his. in it I think it was a shed I've decided it's a shed that's what happened yeah she probably. hurt her lip she cut her lip yeah and and then lied about it though it was crazy I was like it- Tootie you are crazy it was mad but also no one really they were like at first like oh my god you guys could have killed someone and also you lied and said John did it and I've just gone over and punched John because I was so mad but they still like give her ice cream they're like that was bold so don't do it again here's your ice cream I was like okay but um when Esther goes over to apologize to John she walks up she's like hi John and he picks up a chair like holds it up and she's like oh no I'm not gonna hit you again he's like oh okay and puts it down and that made me laugh <laughs> he's actually really nice John you kind of see that he's yeah. like you know like he hand not I don't want to say handles her like that but when she's punching him like he's just like 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually, you yeah. know, he just tries to stop her. Like he doesn't get angry yeah. with her or anything. He's like, what is yeah. happening? Yeah. And um, even like when she's apologized, she's like, did I do that to you? And he's like, oh, I've, I've had worse done like playing football. Like it's fine. Um, which is very nice because <laughs> she just came over, screamed at him, hit him, ran off and then came back and was like, yeah, that was a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Not yeah. everyone would take it that well. Um, no. So nice guy. He, oh, and he asks her out then. He is asks that when he her to turn off the lights with him. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. He asks her to turn off the lights with him this time. And then. And she's like, they're already off. Her. They're already like, off. We turn them on. We have to turn them on or something. Yeah. Kisses her. Yeah. This is when they kiss. It was a weird kiss, though. He like, grabs her face. He, he grabs her shoulders. Oh, he grabs her shoulders. Yeah, shoulders is a weird head. one. It was, a, and he like pulls her close, and I was like, it's just it would. It, I'm sure. It, you just don't see it that often anymore because it's not quite like what you expect. But it it is a nice kiss. It's just yeah. I was like, oh, was was she okay with that kiss? But of course she was because this is a different time and a different movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Was she all right with that? And then I was like, yeah. oh, silly. Think about it from the forties. Yes. Yeah. She, she did want to kiss him. So I just loved. She goes back to the house and she's all happy. And mm. I really liked, I was looking at the house being like, God, their house is just perfect for dressing up for Halloween. I was like, yeah, I love it so much. I was yeah. Like, oh. It's just like the perfect Halloween house. Yeah. Um, And is this when the dad comes home? I was just thinking, I don't think I wrote it down, but I think this is when the dad comes home with chocolates. Does he and chocolates? he brings chocolates and Anna's like, um, oh, thanks. And then she's like, wait. Have you done something? Is that why you're giving me a present? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's good news. And I thought he was going to say, basically earlier in the film, Esther says, if you hate practicing law so much, why don't you just do another career? Yeah. Which I was like, to be fair, that's a pretty stupid suggestion. Um, and he's quite condescending in his answer. But I thought he was going to say like, I've quit my job. But he's like, instead he's like, oh, I have great news. We're moving to New York. Or he said, I'm, I'm going to work in New York. They're like, oh, cool. Be nice for you to have some time away. And he's like, no, 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 I'm moving there permanently and you're all coming with me. And we're moving just after Christmas. This is when we finally get like kind of a a, a driving point to the plot. Yes. There's like a time pressure now. There, yeah, there's something that they're all like working towards and like something's actually going to change up until this point it was very like relaxed and chilled and everyone's fine also I find it really interesting the two younger so Agnes and Tootie took it really well to begin with and then the other people changed their minds and I was like well that's not really fair they would have been fine with it yeah yeah because there were things like uh it was like well they'll play with their friends they'll go to school and they'll play with their friends and Anna's like, but they don't have any friends in New York. And he was like, well, they'll make friends in school. And then Tootie goes, but I've never gone to school. And he's like, then you'll go to school and you'll make friends. You know? <laughs> it's just uh, maddening. But yeah, they. Yeah. You, and and t- that's when Tootie says she's going to dig up all her dolls and teddies. <laughs> I have that written down somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'll take it'll take me a week to dig up all my dolls from the cemetery. And I was like, what i had forgotten yeah. the beginning the cigar box as a coffin, <laughs> and i was like yeah what is happening what do you mean um 
Oh yeah. <laughs> At this point, what does she say? She says something about orphans. But she says it wrong. She but does she say says, something about orphans. Orphans. Yeah. Orphans. I live with the orphans, or I'll be an orphan, or something. But when she says her, um, she has to dig up her dolls from her doll cemetery. I was like, is anybody concerned for Tootie? I was like, she seems a bit like. I was like, anybody just watching out for this dark humor she's got? I mean, she's oh, if she's only five and she's already got a doll cemetery. Yeah. Either like she's really advanced or she's a bit yeah. unusual. Yeah. It's just, it's not something I know anyone ever did. Like we had pet yeah. cemeteries, but that's because they died. Yeah. Pets die. It's the same Dolls thing. don't. No. God. Yeah. Unless you kill them. Yeah. With their fatal diseases. <laughs> With um, all their fatal God, diseases. I love Tuji so much. So is this the point, now I could be wrong, where the cake comes in or there's a cake and he offers everyone cake and everyone's really oh, mad because yeah. they don't want to go to New York. And then the him and the wife, Anna, have a have a little moment where I'll always love you. We'll always be together. Or as long as we have each other, we're always going to be fine. It's not a very memorable song mm. and then so everyone said no to cake but then there's a lovely shot of the two of them at the piano singing and everyone comes back down the stairs after being really annoyed that they'll have to move to New York and everyone goes and has cake and I was like well that was lovely oh my god I don't remember that <laughs> really it was very nice yeah. because it's just before it's just everyone's very annoyed with him and then I feel like she's like oh it's fine like of course we'll go like you got this big job opportunity in New York mm. and at the same time, he is supporting like one, two, three, four, five, six, six people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and nobody else is working. Maybe no more. Or five kids, his wife. His oh my God, I forgot Alonso. <laughs> Alonso. Forgettable. Forgettable guy. Very this is a woman's movie. Um, yeah. The movie about women. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's supporting a lot of people and he does, he is like, guys, I do like have to make money for this family. And they're like, yeah, oh, but we love St. Louis so much. And he's like, okay, well, <laughs> I am well, working very hard. I know. And it's so funny because I looked up how far away New York was from Missouri and I was like, oh, it's really far because <laughs> this girl is like one of the girls at the party later on. It's it's okay to, to say now, but she's like, oh, when you come to New York, like I'll bring you to your first party. And I'm like, how are you getting to New York? You're like halfway yeah. across America. How often yeah. are you going there? How much money do you have? You're not mm. flying. Are you yeah. going by horse and cart? No, be the, the train. Was it a fast train? No, but you could like have a room on the train. There was a dining car. Ooh, ooh, I'm imagining Orient Express kind of kind of thing. No murders. No yeah. murders. <laughs> with no murders. Oh yes, with no murders. I thought you bring up no murders in the building again. <laughs> No, no, no. Because actually when you said it, I was like, I forgot Orient Express was just a train and it's not just oh, yeah. murder on the Orient Express. Like it's actually yeah. a train. <laughs> yeah. Whereas no, I'm but, like, but with no murders. I was specifically thinking of the uh, of murder on the Orient Express. The murder on the Orient Express. Um, moving yeah. to winter. Winter dance. They're getting ready. The girls are girls. Oh, oh yeah. Alonso and Rose are going to go together. There's a mad scene. Where the snow people Alonso wanted to go with like Lucille or something, 
And he not didn't Eve. ask her. Not Eve, unfortunately. Eve has gone. She's in the graveyard with all the dolls. Um, so <laughs> he wants to go to someone called Lucille, I think. But she's going with Warren because he didn't ask her on time. And then Rose wants to go with Warren, but they haven't really been great since he didn't propose to her on the phone. Um, and then, but this has been um, like a total side plot. Like we have, I had oh, completely. no information yeah. <laughs> on this until they were at the dance, and I was like, oh, and I didn't even know that was the same person. Yeah. that was on the phone. Yeah. So then, it's like either Katie or like the granddad is like, um, why don't you guys go together? And they're like. No. And then it's like, just do it'll be nice. And then they have this weird moment where Alonso's like, Rose, I would love if you came to the dance with me. And I was like, You are still brother and sister, and this is weird. You don't need to do a proper like ask, like, would you be so kind to accompany me? I was like, cut that out. It's fine. Um so they're going and Esther's like, Oh, you should go, Rose. Cause like if I wasn't going with John, I'd be like, Yeah, no, I'll go with my brother. That's great. Um, oh yeah yeah and then John arrives at the house while they're getting ready they're putting on corsets it's very uncomfortable oh stop yeah corsets are so I thought those corsets we have an orange and a purple with a big long Mm -hmm. full length skirt Mm -hmm. I thought that was their dresses it turns out that's that's their underdress that's yeah I was fascinated and also you know when Kylie Jenner and her sister Kendall went Mm -hmm. to the Met Gala and wore orange and purple (gasps) yeah and I was like we need to make the meme of this yeah (laughs) yeah we'll do that comparing the two yeah yeah Yeah. I think it's gonna be really good yeah I also want to say I know I was like unenthusiastic about this film at the start and like when I started watching it I was like what am I watching what's going on (laughs) but it kind of got to this point I was really enjoying myself (laughs) I think the Halloween bit sort of gives it a different feeling yeah it's like more textured than you think it's going to be yeah because it's not yeah. actually just like you know 2D's lines and 2D in general is is very strange and I think really adds to this very otherwise quaint film like without her I don't know what you would have you would have a very very sweet possibly yeah. sickly sweet film without the sort of dark comedy yeah yeah, I think like it would just be like if Tootie and Agnes were just like really, really sweet little kids. It would just be like, oh God, <laughs> you just wouldn't be able to hack it. <laughs> you the girls it. are getting ready. They're putting their corsets on and it reminded me, I don't know if you've ever, tr- well, I've tried to watch Bridgerton. I never actually watched it. Oh yeah. And the first scene is her trying to put on a corset and I gave up. I was like, oh, I've seen enough of that. <laughs> I've watched a lot of Bridgerton but I I haven't seen the first scene I like jumped in late no way no I'm pretty sure yeah. it's her putting on a corset but I don't know this one was very funny like I found Judy Garland was really good at yeah um, at the like making it look painful yeah and I thought like because as I was saying I hadn't heard of this film but when they were doing that corset scene I was like I feel like I've seen this before and I don't know if it's just from like similar ones in different films so I was thinking of like Pirates of the Caribbean like the first scene oh, yeah. not, just getting the corset oh, on yeah. yeah the first scene second scene one of the scenes um, it's very early on in Pirates of the Caribbean as well yeah 
I have written down a line that I assume Tootie said, where she said, <laughs> "I hope it's it? a hunt. I hope it's a hunting knife." And I can't remember what that was in reference to. This is definitely Tootie if it if it is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have no have? memory of it. But she says so many. There was one early on where she said, "Um, maybe it was Agnes actually." Agnes is a bit dark too. She was like, "I'll tie it to two horses and wait for them to pull you apart." Do you not remember oh, this? I missed, okay, I missed was, that one. It was so weird because you didn't mention it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, um, oh yeah. I think it might be Agnes says she'll tie Katie to two wild horses and she hopes they'll pull her apart. Oh my, to Katie as well, who's done nothing but be lovely. I feel like it might've been Agnes when she got out of swimming and she was like, I don't want to oh, do something. Or maybe mm. she just didn't want to eat her dinner early. <laughs> Something like that. Father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then as they're getting ready, they're planning on ruining Lucille's evening. So we learned that Lucille is going with Warren. Who is... And who is... Who Rose, Rose likes. Is, and then we yeah. also find out Alonzo likes Lucille. But the girls, because they want Rose and Warren to spend the night together, they're like, we're just going to ruin Lucille's evening. Um, which isn't very nice. <sighs> They plan that and then John arrives and he says <laughs> his tuxedo, he bought it to the tailors to get it tailored. And then he was playing basketball. And now the tailor's closed and it's Christmas Eve and he doesn't know the tailor's name. So he can't get his tuxedo. And there's no one who will lend him one because they're all using them tonight. This so he is can't like go to the dance. And such I was a like dramatic plot. It's very dramatic. And I was like, he was like, oh, you must think I'm the worst. You must hate me, which that is annoying. But I was like, I would. I'd be really mad. Would you? Yeah, because she's about to move to New York. It's like their last night together. And he was like, oh, sorry, don't mind to see you. I can't go. And I'd be like, what? you you to do what? I've been getting ready for hours. You to do one thing. Get your tuxedo and put it on. Yeah, when she jumps on the bed, I just want to point out that she does a big dramatic jump on the bed and starts to scream, which reminded me of also in her last film, there was a similar one. But it seems, I wish I did that oh, more. Yeah. <laughs> I wish yeah. when something went wrong, I just ran, you know, arms flailing, jumped on the bed yeah. and started roaring, crying. I uh, Yeah, I think we could all um, do with doing that more. I think it would be very therapeutic. I think I know like people so, are like, oh, you know, women don't, you know, we don't behave like that. But I think we should behave a little bit like that. <laughs> I think it would be good for us to scream a bit. I think and so. Then, <laughs> I know. Are you going to the granddad for the same reason as John came over to tell her he couldn't go to the dance? Yeah. So the granddad <laughs> is like, it's... oh, yeah. So then, well, Rose is like, you should come with me and Alonzo. And then uh, Esther's like, that's <laughs> pathetic. And she's like, Rose, like, you told me to go with our brother. And she was like, yeah, well, that was when I had the date. And then she she did say, she was like, you know, one sister going with her brother is like fine. But two sisters going with her brother because neither of them can get dates is actually quite sad. And I was like, okay, that's social standing, whatever. But yeah, the granddad comes in and he's comforting her and he's like, you know, I just cleared my tuxedo of mothballs today. And I was like, oh, unreal. He's going to lend it to John. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, are you sure, Grandpa? And he's like, yeah, I would be delighted. And then um, she just goes to the ball with her granddad. Oh, I think came up there. It said, it said your internet connection is unstable, but it's gone. Like my 
so sorry um <laughs> tell me you're so you're right I like it. here <laughs> and I want to be Judy she's wild yeah. I wonder what she had yeah. like she definitely ended up becoming like a funeral director or, or yeah. a body dresser yeah um, something like that 100%. someone has to do it someone's got to do it uh, no better person than Tootie but as you were so truthfully saying I thought the granddad was going to give John Truitt the, his own suit and then he was like I'd love to go and I was like what but you have a suit yeah, surely you can just give it to John. Oh, then I thought maybe it would be like inappropriate. I thought maybe there's some sort of social awareness there that I'm not getting. Maybe you don't lend your neighbors your suit. Maybe. Or like maybe because he's older. Because I, when he was there and he was like, I don't have a, a tuxedo. I was like, well, you haven't asked. I was like, Alonzo's using his, fair enough. But like, what about Alonzo Sr. or Grandad? How you ask them. That's a possible solution. Um, now it does lend to a nice scene later on. Oh yeah, I said when I when I was questioning why the granddad wouldn't give John his this the tuxedo, I did write underneath it, sorry to impede on this sweet moment, because it was quite sweet yeah. and quite nice. But I the know. logic of it was not adding up for me. Um and then I said we I should agree. go to when they got to the dance, I was thinking we should go to an event with dance cards because that looked fun. But then mm-hmm. as that carried on, uh, I actually decided it's way too formal and uh, way too formal a no. system. I want a formal event. I want to go to a formal <laughs> event. I want to wear a stupidly large dress. I want to, yeah. um, I don't want to wear a second one under it. That just seems <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, too much. One dress is enough. <laughs> like they must be absolutely boiling. Like, you know, when you see, obviously in movies, it's the same in all movies when a scene is being shot. Like, uh, what did I see recently? Something I saw recently was, oh yeah, it was Roman Holiday. They were in Italy. Oh, yeah. The street was really clean. Like they will actually go yeah. and clean the street. And the same with like their really big dresses. Like no one's ever sweating. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's you know? true, and then, actually. And I'd say the smell of sweat would have been like in 1904 oh now, maybe not necessarily. It would have been horrific. Cause it's so been- hot. Terrible, yeah. Jesus Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, all those layers. <laughs> I know because they have so much dress on. But mm. I want to go to a formal event, and if I can't go to one, I want to host one. <laughs> oh my god, yes. And make other people oh, go yes. to a formal event. Yeah, that'd be so fun. Because I was like strictly formal, strictly formal, strictly formal. No yeah. getting around it. <laughs> no, <laughs> there'll be no smart casual formal nope. only. Formal only. And those people are like, I don't own formal. I'm like, yes, you do. You all went to yeah. a Debs or a wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wear your Debs dress. It's and this fine. will be a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will be kicked out if you're not dressed appropriately. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. So the dance cards. I yeah. didn't know what they were until halfway through the dance. <laughs> so, like, I guess the dance cards is like men come up and they're like, Can I dance with you? And you're like, sure, you can put them on your dance card, and then you dance with them in that order. So, why issue? I was like, this looks like something me and Lorna should do. But then they fill out Lucille's one before she arrives with a load <laughs> of guys. She just they they're just like, these guys are weird. So we're gonna have her dance <laughs> these weird guys all night. And then Lucille swapped their dates because she was like, Warren and Rose should be together. 
And Lucy was like, I want to be with Alonzo. And then um, when Esther comes over with the dance card, Rose is like, oh no, it's fine. We, we've worked it out. She's actually really nice. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Esther takes Lucille's dance card and gives her hers. And that's when I was like, this is too formal a situation because would you not be able to be like, oh, whoops, I, I lost it. Let me get you a new dance card and you can fill it out. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they couldn't just throw away the dance card with all the does on it. But I guess it was to be nice to those guys, but it wasn't that nice to begin with. It was very catty and I didn't actually know what was happening until I was too focused. I was too focused on her screaming on the bed and the corsets to have any idea what they were saying while they were putting the corsets on. I was like two into those two colors as well so then when we got to the dance I was like what is a dance card what is happening and then when I I realized what had happened once she did the first dance like she was like I have to go do this first dance I was like oh and then she looks at her card and I was like oh that's what a dance card is so you get a list of people like I wonder do you write them you write the people down yeah you compile it yourself yeah. Is this in case you forget who you might dance with? I think it's just like to be polite and it's like, you know, um a full dance card is like a good thing. Um if you don't want to dance with someone you can be like, sorry my dance card's full. Um sorry my dance card's full. What a wonderful way to reject someone. <laughs> Imagine like someone comes up to you in a bar and you're like, sorry my dance card's full. I would, would love to do that. Sorry, oh, I've only got one name on my dance card. <laughs> I don't want any others. Yes, and it's my grandfather. <laughs> he's great in this scene. He Can is I, good. He comes and in he, as like a, a saviour. He does. And they have, she dances with all, Esther dances with all the duds. And then the granddad cuts in and they're having a nice dance. And then he sees something and then he goes and they there's a shot of like, it's like a wide shot and they go and they dance around. There's a big Christmas tree. So they dance around behind it. It's out of sight from it. And when they come back in sight, it's uh, Esther and John. It was really nice. So John arrived. He found, I don't know where he found the tuxedo, but he found a tuxedo and he made it to the dance. And it was actually... I was super surprised. Really lovely. I said, brilliant, amazing, flawless. I loved it. It was really I nice. did love it. I didn't see yeah. it coming either. I was kind of getting distracted and I was like, oh, lovely. She's doing her dancing. I mm-hmm. couldn't remember the plot at all. <laughs> and then she comes out from behind the wonderful Christmas tree. This movie is kind yeah. of considered a, a bit of a Christmas movie. I think it was released around Christmas time. And it's, I think it's where they wrote Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for this movie. After the dance... Agnes is or Agnes Esther's crying and John's like sorry I I didn't think you were going to cry when I said that and she was like oh no I always imagined what I do when you said but I didn't think I'd cry and basically he's just asked her to marry him which is nice damn it that's sorry my internet connections is unstable (laughs) I know I was gonna tell you but it was scary though when you said damn it I was like "Ah." (laughs) I was just gonna say that Esther at the dance reminded me a lot of Tootie by messing up the dance cards. I got a similar like little yes, little nasty girl vibe, and I was like, "Good job, yeah, definitely related." A hundred percent. Does he ask her to marry him? 
But yeah, but they don't show it. They just show like her, she's crying after she asks or he asks. And that's when they started. It's then that is like, I thought that was really well written that where they're like talking to me and he's like, I didn't know you were going to cry. And she was like, I didn't know I was going to cry either. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect it. And he's like, but do you? And she was like, yeah, of course I want to marry you. And I was like, that's a good way to like reveal what's just happened. Because I didn't need to see it the proposal, is. but I really liked that so. scene. Yeah. No, and it's kind of the way we've been seeing their relationship the whole time is sort of just from the sidelines. Like it hasn't really been front and center. Everyone's had a little bit of storyline, you know? Yeah. Not really Tootie. I've really just made Tootie the protagonist and (laughs) and Esther the. Yeah. (laughs) Esther's just there. Supporting role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because then Esther and then when they're talking about it, Esther I think gets a bit worried about not being with her family her family is that what happens yeah because I was actually a little bit confused I was like oh does she not want to marry him because I was like oh, I'm really happy and then she was like oh I'm you know I don't know like I and even if I go to New York will we make it work and I feel like mm. did she want to go with her family yeah I think it's her what family about- she was she was worried about and at one point he says he won't go to college so that they can get married straight away so that um she doesn't have to go to new york i didn't realize how like happily invested i was in the two of them actually until the moment where she's like yeah of course yeah. i was yeah. like yay it's really nice <laughs> yeah i was the same Although I was then like, they're teenagers anyway. I know, so, I know, I know. I literally um, said the same thing. I was like, they are very much like two kids in love. The typical young groom was almost 26 and his bride was four years younger. Okay, and then so they were the, still young to get married. Yeah, and then people started getting younger. And then I suppose you've got war and once you've got war, you've got people marrying. Um yeah. I mean, for fear of things. Yeah, then we have the scene inside, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so she sings, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is yeah. stunningly beautiful. I was Amazing. like, nobody else should ever sing this song. It was just yeah. incredible. And mm. I didn't realize till afterwards that it was written for the movie. Um mm. Because it's such a staple now of Christmas. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's amazing. And then... Tootie has the best emotional breakdown I've ever seen a five-year-old have. It's fantastic. (laughs) He goes wild. It's great. (laughs) She She runs down and throws herself into the snow people they built earlier and starts like whacking them and stuff. And is she screaming? Yeah, she's like screaming and crying. Um, Oh, and she passes their dad on the stairs. Yes. Uh, she does and he's like oh, slow down and then um, Esther goes outside and like hugs her because she's like she doesn't want to go because they were like I think it was prompted by like Esther saying like oh we can't bring the snow people on the train Um, we can bring all your dolls and stuff we can't do that also the fact that Agnes was asleep in that room the whole time that uh, Esther and Tudy were talking which was quite funny to me but the dad after um, Tootie's amazing breakdown mm. uh, Esther brings her back up to bed and the dad sits down on a chair and has a revelation um, that again I didn't pay that much attention to but he was moved by the miracle of Christmas and children 
Oh yeah, while lighting a cigar, he has his emotional breakthrough. He does light a cigar and then like he doesn't even put it to his mouth. And then he's like, Yeah, <gasps> I've made a terrible mistake. I see it now. Yeah. And then you yeah, got to he really also, um you got to really act there. Yes. I was gonna <laughs> say you got to really, you know, try his yeah. acting chops for the first time yeah. in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I have something to do. Um and they all come downstairs, he gets them all out of bed. Oh, and then He's like, we're not leaving St. Louis or something. I do, can't remember exactly what order it happens in, but then Warren bursts into the house. Yeah. And he's like to Rose, I guess he's like, I'm going to marry you. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Bye, everyone. And then thinks dad's like, who is that? And then she's like, oh, it's Warren. I love that. I really yeah, it was really good piece. And I wasn't expecting yeah. it. I did wonder, yeah. I had... I watched them all come down the stairs again and I just wanted to know, do they all sleep in those dresses? Because everyone was like in full floor length gowns when they yeah. came downstairs. And I was like, but you're all just they're like, oh, what is it, Alonzo? Yes, and we I'm were like, sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> this is outrageous. Oh, God. Outrageous. And yes, Warren oh. was stunning. Warren made me feel all warm when he came in being like, I'm going to marry yeah. you. It was really nice. And that's it. That's it. And he was like, okay, bye. Then he left. Um, and then it cuts to spring. Just before spring, right? Yeah. Did you see, I, I think it's happened to us before in um, American movies. Mm. Which is all of our movies. Huh? Anyway. So, um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. She kisses her, her dad on the lips. It just Did suddenly she? took me out I of I missed that. <laughs> But I don't know. I think it might be normal in America. I think maybe I don't know though. Ugh, but I do sure. think I do think Americans do it. Do they? I don't want to give them a whole cultural thing. Yeah, anymore. I don't know. It came up. It's come up in Singing in the Rain. It's come up in this. Exactly. There was a time. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's more innocent. I have no idea. Maybe yeah, the decade we're in. God. Because um, it'd be like two D. Kissed like her dad on the lips and be like, Well, you're five. I'm like, That's grand. But if it's like someone else, I was like, mm. <laughs> A bit old. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, I was listening and then I spotted that my eyes had frozen shut on Zoom and I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, such a, love this movie. You wanted to move yeah. on to spring. <laughs> Springtime, it's the World Fair, finally. They've been talking about the whole movie. We haven't mentioned it that much because no. we don't care as much. Not um, really. But it's the 1904 World Fair and they all go and they look at all the lights come on. Oh, and then this is a little fun fact. Apparently there's a line where John says, you know, all these lights come on and it looks amazing. And they're like, oh my God, St. Louis looks incredible. Or St. Louis, whatever they're calling it. And I think John says something like, oh, I, I, I almost liked it better when it was a swamp. And apparently there was a scene after, was it after the dance or was it after the part? There was one scene, or maybe it was after the trolley. It was after the trolley. There was a scene that was cut where they were at a swamp and they had a really nice moment together looking oh, out no at the St. Louis swamp and it got cut out but then they kept in the line at the end of the movie where he's like man I liked it better when it was a swamp so now it just sounds like John just doesn't like it um, it was actually a callback 
I yeah. thought that maybe they had gone that moment when they he proposes to her looked almost like it could have been out somewhere weird, but it wouldn't yeah. have been because they would have purchased it way before that. Yeah. Yeah. So like Yeah, exactly. It, it would have had to be yeah. way back where the trolley song. Yeah. Yeah, because when um, they go on the trolley, do they actually go anywhere? I think they're I don't know where I thought they were going to the World <laughs> Fair and then because they kept talking about it and I feel like they went to the site or something just to see yeah. it I have no idea they're obsessed yeah. with it they are obsessed with the World Fair and then um, Esther I don't know what she said she said something like oh wow I love St. Louis and then the movie ended <laughs> something like that they didn't even tell like anyone that they were engaged or anything I was like oh yeah oh secret engagement but yeah I loved the, their last costumes loved yeah. them the white they were lovely oh, oh they're yeah. so ridiculous yeah love it. it was really good um, and that's the movie it's the end that is the end yeah yeah good fun would you like I some... liked it I really liked it as well I at the beginning I struggled but by the end I was glad I'd seen it I was thinking about it and I was like if you want like a comfortable nice mm. movie with it with a bit of humor in it and some singing then this yeah. is that movie yeah because i get it as well i get it being like a wartime movie they just want yeah. it to be like nice because i looked up the 1945 oscars it's got nominated for two um and one one but um i was looking at like all the winners for that year and all the documentaries were like made by the it was like the u.s navy Versus like the US Armed Forces for like best documentary. Those are like the two nominees. Um, wow. So yeah, so all the documentaries were just about the war and about the army and like I guess probably propaganda y kind of stuff. Um but yeah. Um so I do get that. And then if you go into it just being like it's a sweet movie, and then the nice antidote to that is uh 2D just being absolutely wild. <laughs> I love her. I love her. So, will I give you some fun facts? I'd love some fun facts. Please share them with me. So, I said this one, one Oscar. This is, I kind of just have one story. So, in one Oscar at the 1945 Oscars, it won a juvenile acting Oscar for Margaret O'Brien, who played Tootie. And the juvenile Oscars, I think, only ran for like 15 years. It was like part of the ceremony. And then they... At one point, they just, um, for young actors, they just had it in the normal category. But so she won a juvenile Oscar in 1945. She's about eight years old. And then when, in like 1954, I think, her mother, her father was dead. Her mother was like, uh, gave it to the maid to clean. The maid was like, can I take it home to clean it? She was like, sure. She'd done it before. So the maid took it home to clean it and then just didn't come back. So then the mother called the maid a few weeks later and was like, okay, first of all, you're fired. Second of all, bring back that Oscar right now because that's ridiculous. Um, but then the mother had a heart condition. So she actually then died really shortly afterwards. Margaret O'Brien was 17. It was her last living parent. So she was like, obviously very overcome with grief about that. Forgot about the Oscar for a while. Then when she remembered, she tried to contact the maid again. The maid had moved and hadn't left a forwarding address. So the Oscar was gone. So she didn't know where it was. So then a few years later, 
the academy gave her a replacement for it because they heard she oh. lost it and it had been stolen. So they gave her a replacement, but she still really wanted to find it. Um, so then, and the the juvenile Oscar was like slightly smaller, and it would have had her name engraved and stuff. So then, in 1995, uh, it was the executive director of the Academy, Bruce Davis, saw it in a catalog of like memorabilia <gasps> going on auction, and it had her name on it. And he contacted the people selling it, and it was these two guys, uh, Steve Neemond and Mark Nash. They'd found it at a flea market for five hundred dollars. So they'd split the cost, um, bought it, and then they were going to auction it for more money. But then Bruce Davis got in touch and was like, this was actually stolen from Margaret O'Brien when she was young and she's been looking for it for years. They just gave it to him. They were like, she can have it back. Oh, this is so lovely. And then, and then the Academy in 1995 held a special ceremony to give it back to her. And she oh got my it given God. back to her. And, she was, and it was 50 years after she'd won it. And 40 years since it had been stolen, she got it back and she made a speech and she was like, for anyone who's missing something that they really loved, hold out hope. So yeah, she got her juvenile Oscar back in 1995. Isn't that nice? That's so lovely. That is. Yeah. She deserved yeah. the Oscar. She deserved to get it back. Yeah. Um, I do love that there was, I, I vaguely remember reading that before about juvenile Oscars that now they just, they don't. They do. I always think it's because they don't want to put pressure on chill child actors. Like, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you don't need to win an Oscar to be a good child actor. Yeah. Um I, I like to think that's why they don't exist as a category anymore. I think so. Yeah. But they just nominate kids for normal Oscars now. Yeah, and that's do they often who won one? So don't do it often. Oscar? She got nominated when she was like 13. Yeah, they don't do it that much. Win. I kind of feel like they no. just don't need to do it. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. I think so. Um, <laughs> do you have any more fun facts? I have one or two, but we touched on most of them. I, I yeah. mean, my fun fact, I just can't believe, uh, well, of course I can believe, but Margaret O'Brien is, is 86 years old. And there's a really yeah. nice video. Now. Of, <laughs> now. <laughs> she aged yeah. upside down. Yeah. Uh, there's a really nice video online where she discusses her co-stars from from different movies she was in, and that's really nice yeah. if you yeah. fancy it. You literally just Google yeah. Margaret O'Brien. Um and then what do I have? We had the novel, we had Merry Christmas. So the world, um, the World Fair, the Louisiana Purchase Exposition used about 15 million of local, state and federal funds to put on at the time. And oh my God. 19.7 million people attended it. Oh my Like God. it was a huge deal. So I know like by the time it gets yeah. to even 1944, people don't know what the World Fair is or don't. There's people yeah. who might remember it and we'll talk about it, but it's not like it's 40 years ago. Um, Apparently, right? So I don't know how true this is because I haven't, double checked it but I might double check it so the house that they lived in fell into disrepair it was sold and it became uninhabitable and it was knocked down mm. apparently it's the same house as was used in cheaper by the dozen stop the lights are you <laughs> serious <laughs> according to the internet it is but I want to just double check oh, before I like oh my god um, that would be amazing Kensington Avenue I'll also while you're looking at that I'll give you um some cold takes because I don't have many I just said Judy Garland's a star and Margaret O'Brien is a great performer 
Margaret O'Brien, like I'm sure people knew that at the time, but I don't know if they know it enough now. We need to tell I know. people. I know. Also, yeah, sorry, so I'll... it says, yeah, it's quite hard to find here because someone's like, oh, the Cheaper by the Dozen house is for sale. But it says known as St. Louis Street. It can also be seen in films like Cheaper by the Dozen. So maybe it's not the same house, but it was oh, the same street. Maybe not. It was fun what we thought it was. Yeah, it was. Even yeah. it being the same street is fun for me because I don't yeah. remember Cheaper by the Dozen that well, but I don't remember them having that nice a house. Um, do you have any you cold takes both. before our time runs out? Pretty much similar. I mean, Judy Garland, great actress, great singer. Yeah, really amazing. Should be the only person who sings Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Nobody else should be allowed. What a great song. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And her voice was just so perfect. I know. Okay. We leave it there. Scared we're... Will we leave it there? Yeah, I'm scared we're going to. Yeah. Hello, it's just me for the outro. Lorna and I are only allowed to be in a room together for a certain amount of time each day. Um, you can follow us on Instagram if you like us. We update there sometimes. Hope you enjoyed it. And next week, I'm happy to announce the film next week. We'll be doing Hocus Pocus. So if you want to get watching uh, ahead of next week's episode, I'm really excited for this one. So thank you so much. Have a lovely week. And we'll see you soon. Bye.